to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. I just wanted to, because there was a couple things and questions, and, um, and I know there's some new people, so and new people online. So um, one of them was about spiritual roots of disease, and that's uh, tonight's teaching is going to be on love, but I'm going to just cap a few things from last week. And since I forgot where I was going, I thought about it afterwards, <laughs> and uh, like. So anyway, spiritual roots of disease is uh, is a guy Henry Wright that the Lord just gave a lot of insight, and people follow that a lot of what he learned and get great results. And I've seen a lot of results using it 20 years in the healing rooms. They use what he learned, but it's just uh, there is a lot of diseases. There's uh, diseases come, sorry, but from spirits, <coughs> 90 percent of them anyway. And uh, when I say disease, I don't mean, I don't consider like cancer a disease. A disease is with like autoimmune disease. Your immune system is attacking yourself. If they attack your colon, it's called Crohn's disease. Attacks your uh, pancreas, it's called diabetes. Attacks your joints, it's called arthritis. <clears throat> and it all has the same root. And it's because you're attacking yourself. You got self-hatred, self-rejection, <clears throat> and... Uh, just a couple of testimonies. I like to give this one. I give it a lot when I'm teaching on this. This woman calls the ministry, says, a friend of mine got healed of one of your meetings. Do you think you can help me? Says, what do you have? Osteoporosis. I've had it since I was 30, and I'm 60 years old, and I can hardly get around in my walker. Says, well, let me ask you this, because he knows what causes it. He says, when you were in high school, early college, did all the other girls make the best grades? All the other girls had the best-looking boyfriends? And all your life, you feel like everybody's better than you? She's like, all my life I've been that way. says, yeah, it's right there in your Bible. Been there 3,000 years. Jewish woman. She's like, my Bible? says, yep. Proverbs 14.30. Enviness is the rottenness of the bones. He spends three, uh, three phone calls over a six-week period. And it wasn't even the guy that run the ministry. It's just a guy that learned it <coughs> and uh, that worked there. And like 45 minutes on each call, teaching her on envy, and she's repenting. Oh, my gosh, you know, comparing yourself to others and all the, you know, different stuff with envy. And she calls back, says, I'm getting stronger. I don't need my walker. She goes for an annual checkup. Doctor says, doctor she's had for years, what in the world are you doing? Your bone density has increased 15 to 18%. You have the bones of a 30-year-old woman. She said, I got right with God and got out of a sin called envy and jealousy. She got saved and... Two years later, I sent a letter in. I fulfilled my lifelong dream of walking all over the land of Israel for six weeks. I'm as strong as a teenager. Since I learned this stuff, I quit. Uh, when someone has arthritis, I lead him through forgiveness, and the arthritis goes. He had the testimony of five women, bad arthritis, came up for prayer. He was just talking in a church. He didn't get into any deliverance or anything, and... They all want a prayer. He said, every one of you needs to forgive somebody. If you'll forgive from your heart, God will heal you. If you're forgiven just to get healed, I don't know. We'll find out. And he just led them through a prayer of repentance, forgiveness, and all five of them were healed. That's pretty good, five out of five. And uh, I gave the testimony about the 19 women <clears throat> in the meeting with breast cancer, and all 19 were healed when, they, when he taught and they forgave because it's for, unforgiveness towards female. So that was, I had some uh, questions on that. What else uh, before I start this? Um, oh, when I was talking about the revival. Okay. Just wanted to cover <coughs> what the Lord, sh what I believe he showed me, and not just me, but many people, is the end time revival is going to look a lot different. It's going to look more like a hospital. And there's just going to be a lot of deliverance and stuff because as I taught last week, sin is what lets demons in. Don't care how much you speak in tongues. If you got sin, you let spirits in. And actually, the spirits probably causing you to do the sin. And uh, there's just a lot of deliverance needed where America's at right now. 
And there's usually a lot of manifestations and deliverances in any of the real revivals. I'm not talking about a church holding revival. I'm talking about when God just shows up with an awakening. And I'd shared last week that uh, in 1970, Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Ashbury rakes out in revival, spread to 160 colleges. And uh, in 1973 was when, I'm not going to go through it again, but God started showing this last revival, the same one he showed Kenneth Hagin, the same one he showed Smith Wigglesworth, the same one he showed so many people. And uh, it's confirmed over and over. This is going to be really big, but I believe there's going to be a lot of deliverance. And he said that when you see the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl, you know it's getting close, which just happened. Then Ashbury breaks out in revival. I'm like, how are we going to handle deliverance? I'm thinking in my head. Because <laughs> at college, I mean, someone started manifesting, if y'all seen the video, and they called an ambulance. <laughs> Some lady got out and started casting it out that didn't go to their church, but they don't believe in it, so how are they going to handle it, you know? And uh, so I'm scratching my head, you know, like, Lord, this is going to be, how are you going to do this? This is going to be hard. So then they had a movie. How many know about the movie, uh, Come Out in Jesus' Name? Anybody? Jesus Nope. Come Out in Jesus' Name. All right. There's a guy. I just got to tell he was a Baptist minister and had a very, very big church. And then he's baptizing people one night, and this lady has a child, a little child, and puts her under the water. He has this tub. There's like probably a 1,000 people there. And then the baby goes under the water. Not total baby. I forget. Looked like maybe three or something. Just starts going nuts, manifesting. And he was didn't know what to do. <laughs> he teaches his stuff's gone. <laughs> so he's like, gets her up. He's feeling embarrassed. He's like, get her, get her. <laughs> and hoping people aren't, like, noticing. And his wife is like, I'm going to go help her. And she gets mad and goes. And then he starts studying, and it's just a God thing. He, who does he hook on first? Derek Prince. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> and, uh, and then he starts hooking up with the guys that I like on the Internet, Isaiah Salvador and uh, Pagani, uh, the guys that are really getting deliverance done. And uh, he starts doing mass deliverances. And he's got a big church. CNN comes against him. All these news channels start coming against him. And he, uh, I say all, oh, I think two or three. And uh, he just keeps doing it. And they've got a tent. Really big deliverances. So the movie... God says, do a movie. He's like, how am I going to do that? And, and God just puts the money up. So he has a movie where he's explaining all this. And he's just telling how he came into deliverance. And he's showing the deliverances. And see this guy here? Their face blocked out. He goes, everyone watching this would know who this is. This is a famous evangelist known all over the world. And he starts manifesting. He goes, he didn't come for deliverance. He just came to see what's going on. And he's saying, you know, how about everybody needs deliverance of something, you know. And then uh, he has each one of them on talking, and they're just showing, explaining deliverance. And I'm thinking, this is in 2,000 movie theaters, and it was only on one night. And he said at the beginning, he says, now, at the end of this, after the screen goes black, don't leave, because I'm coming back on live. And he, I mean, he explained a lot about forgiveness and the things you need to know to get delivered. So he comes back on live. <laughs> to all the theaters. We're going to do deliverance in the movie theaters right now. <laughs> and he takes people through repentance, and, and you can go online and put manifestations in movie theaters. I mean, people were manifesting, but a lot of people, that, it was come out in Jesus' name. And it's going to be on the 17th. They're going to show it again because it's a one-night thing. And uh, they, uh, there was, most theaters had somebody in there knew about deliverance because they went to see what it was about, you know. So people in the audience ended up delivering people in the theaters. But every, the theater I was in, everybody in there stood up and did all the renouncing. And I was like, wow, Lord, I've been trying to figure out how you're going to do this, and you just did it in one night. Because now 
all the, not all, but a lot of the pastors that don't even believe in it, it's now it's out there. They're, are they going to deal with it? <laughs> you know what I mean? So people are looking at it, and it's just like God has, like, opened it up that quick, right in the midst of, I don't know if you realize, 200,000 people a day are coming to the Lord at, right now. I mean, there's a revival in all these other countries. It's, God is moving right now. And I believe it's, we're not seeing the rain full yet like you're talking, but it's coming. It's coming. <clears throat> I mean, India, Philippines, it's, it's just really going wild. So I just want to recap that. That's where I was going to end when I kind of lost my way last week because uh, I was talking about revival and stuff. So tonight I'm going to teach on love. So, <clears throat> all right, Mark, twelve thirty. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. So what does this mean? <clears throat> we've got to love everyone, but we've got to love him first with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. Our creator, this is what Jesus said, the king of the universe, this is the most important thing in our Christian walk. 1 Corinthians 13, 1. Though I speak with tongues, the tongues of men and of angels, and have not love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. You ever been around someone that, <clears throat> speaking in tongues is good, but you ever been around someone that really prays a lot in the spirit and at the drop of the hat, and, but, and if you needed prayer, you would call them, but you don't really like hanging around them. They're just like, it's because they're, they're missing on the love. They've locked into battle mode, which battle mode gets a lot done. But the enemy will get you locked into just battle mode. And that's the thing about deliverance because, and I pray to a lot of people all day, and I, I get attacks, but I'll, I'll rebuke them, I'll yell, whatever, but then I'm right back on to my love affair with the Lord. I'm not spending my day over there thinking about what just happened when, he tried to give me a heart attack or something. <laughs> I've had some crazy things. <clears throat> I was getting slammed the floor seven times a day. Couldn't breathe. Electrocuted like for two months. This is about 11 years ago. And I'd be like, <coughs> I mean, it was bad. And I got to the point where, because I was rebuking and rebuking and rebuking. I'm like, Lord, if, you're re if, you're, if I'm done, a lot of stuff you told me you're going to do, you hadn't happened. But if I'm done, whatever, I don't know what to do. I'm not going to the hospital for this one. And uh, this is before the <laughs> cancer. And uh, I'm not telling anybody because I'm not going to go end up on medication the rest of my life. I'm like, I'm either going to, either I'm getting a blessing and out of this curse because all sickness is a curse, or I'm coming home. <laughs> I wasn't going to the doctor. The, uh, and I'm not saying that's for everybody. I do have a walk with the Lord that I've, you know, since... 89, this intimate, we're all at our own place with the Lord. There's been a lot of things I would not recommend other people to do, right? Just quit eating or whatever. It was either going to die or he was going to move. But I do have a my own relation. That's just where I'm at. I don't recommend. You can go die trying that if you're not. That's just for me. So I'm not saying that's a thing for everybody. <clears throat> 
First, uh, we're going to continue on, chapter, uh, verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith that I could move mountains and have not love, I am nothing. Let's break this down. <clears throat> if you have the gift of prophecy stronger than anyone on the planet, every church in America is sending you invitations. You're booked four years in advance. You can fill 5,000 seats anywhere you go, like you are the man. You're the one everybody wants you to impart to. They want impartation from you. You know, a lot of that's cuckoo, but <clears throat> I have had impartations from people. They didn't even pray for me to have impartation. Like when I told the gift about seeing, that, I went to Henry Rice. I came back. That started operating. Uh, stuff started operating when Bob Jones prayed over me. <clears throat> but if you don't have love, it profits you nothing. Imagine you can solve all mysteries and have all knowledge that even the secular community is calling you. All the churches, you have to get the prophecy. But if you have not love, it's nothing. You could have enough faith that you could clear out any hospital. Twisted limbs straighten up on the kids. <clears throat> People calling you to pray because there's droughts and they want you to pray the rain. And you don't have love. It's nothing. And though I bestow, verse 3, all my goods to feed the poor and give my body to be burned and have not love, it's nothing. That's a strong one to me. This means you could go to a foreign country, you're preaching Jesus, and they take you and they're going to burn you, deny Christ, they pour gas on you and set you on fire. You're like, I'm not dying Christ. And then he says, it profited you nothing because you had not love. That's pretty scary. I mean, just when I say scary, I'm not like scared of it, but I'm like, we need to get our love walk. Yeah, right, because sickness and lack of love <laughs> go together. Unforgiveness and sickness go together. Unforgiveness and cancer. First thing I did when I found I had cancer, I was trying to, I was calling anybody that might have ought. I was just checking myself because I know I've seen too much leave other people when I got them to forgive that would not move when I prayed until they forgave. So just saying. <clears throat> Got to walk in love. So what is this love God is expecting us to walk in? <clears throat> a whole lot of Christians are people out there <clears throat> calling things God love <clears throat> that's actually a demonic counterfeit. God's love is not needy. When we say I love you, many times we're saying I need you. You fulfill me. You make me complete. I can't live without you. That's making an idol out of somebody. You're not loving God with all your heart. And it's okay to really love and not want to lose someone, but it needs to be God first. <clears throat> Seems innocent, but it's not good. <clears throat> then you wonder why your prayers aren't answered. <clears throat> That's not loving God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. It's loving your spouse with all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. <clears throat> that's the kind of love that makes people want to kill themselves when their spouse leaves. God's love would not ever make someone want to take their life. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to jump on my notes and get all screwed up maybe, but <clears throat> we were created in God's image, and we were created in love, and there was a demonic kingdom here tempting Adam to sin, and the minute he sinned, he had feelings he never had. He never felt ashamed of being naked, and he didn't even know he was naked. The spirit of shame came in. He felt fear of God, spirit of fear. <clears throat> and uh, accusing spirits, accusing the wife. Well, love was turned inward, and man became lover of himself. It's the biggest problem on the planet. Man is naturally self-centered, and I, there's a lot of people I help, but, you know, they're 
kids or dad or whatever it is, you know, they're like self I'm like, look, everybody's self-centered. If they don't know the Lord, how can they not be? You, you can't make them stop. It's just the way until they have the nature of Christ, you know, you don't even need to be worrying about that with them. You need to just be praying for them and loving them where they're at. <clears throat> This kind of love creates a vacuum in people. <clears throat> With single people, it makes them always think they need a spouse. And you get a lot of prayers when, you, <laughs> when your prayers get answered. People want you to pray for their spouses and, and so on. But when they got the need, it's like, and they get married, it usually don't work because the person can't keep feeling the need, you know? But if you get complete in yourself and walk in God's love, he'll give you someone else walking in God's love. And then you're not, you know, and you will bless each other, but you won't be loving someone to get it back. And I see people do that a lot. Well, I did this, and I did that for her, and I did it. And I'm like, well, you didn't mean it, because if you'd have done it out of love, you wouldn't be expecting her to do anything back. <laughs> so you obviously... We're manipulating a manipulative love that's not God's love. And it's all, that's self-pity, as most of y'all know if they ever sat in my class. <clears throat> this is the same love that causes a parent to be upset when a <clears throat> their child gets a job out of state. What about me? Oh, didn't know it was about you. <laughs> Why is it about you? You didn't think of me, well... Why should they be thinking of you? You should be thinking of them and happy they got a real good job. <clears throat> you can't have God's love without having the Holy Spirit. We've all walked in this counterfeit love <clears throat> before we were filled with the Spirit. The problem is most of us are still operating in both. We get God's love, but then we're mixing it with what we feel like because that other love feels so good and pure. It's from that other kingdom. And uh, very feely, feely. Gucci. And it's very, believe me, it probably does more damage to the church and got people with callings on their life. Because if the enemy, boy, I'm just sidestepping everything. Um, when the enemy can't stop someone, he'll usually draw them to someone to stop them. When he can't get to you, because he can usually get, he usually has pieces. It's like, I haven't given the whole heart, you know. He's got certain compartments in there. <clears throat> Reinhard Bunke told this story I really liked. He said, uh, <clears throat> he used to go to the church I used to go to, in Vero, actually. He lived there for a few years. And uh, he said this guy owned a motel. And one day the devil comes to the door. <laughs> he's really good at telling stories. It's he's powerful. It's loud. I can't do it like he did. But anyway, he's like the devil comes to the door, knock knock knock, <clears throat> and then uh, the guy opens the door and it's the devil. And he comes in and he's fighting and fighting and he says he wrestles him and he wrestles him out the door and he shuts the door and and he's like, ah, I need Jesus. So he asked Jesus and gave Jesus a room. And then the next day, rap, 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 and he cracks the door, slams the door open, and he's wrestling and fighting and fighting, and he wrestles him out the door and uh, gets him out, and Jesus is walking by. Jesus, why didn't you do something? We only gave me one room. You got the whole first floor. Next day, rap, 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 cracks the door. Wham! He's back in, beating me. He's fighting and fighting and fighting, and he finally wrestles him out and gets the door shut. Jesus comes walking by. Why didn't you do something? You only gave me the first floor. I get it. This whole place is yours. Here's the key. I'll just stay here with you. Next day, the devil comes. Rap, rap, rap. <laughs> he opens the door. The devil says, oh, I must be at the wrong place. <laughs> In the motel represents our heart. I think you knew that, but just in case you did. <laughs> Someone will call. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, 
got to recognize the difference between God's love and the Lord's love. First <clears throat> Corinthians thirteen four, verse four. Love suffers long. That's not sensual love. <laughs> I'm not putting up with that. Sensual love won't put up with anything unless it's going to get something in return. Love is kind. I looked up kind. It says to show oneself useful, benevolent, which means tender-hearted, compassionate, and tolerant. Are we tolerant of others? Well, I'm not going to put up with that. And we're supposed to turn the other cheek, and we can't even just let someone else. I mean, th- this stuff Christians call I'm like, man, are you really, I'm thinking, are you really saved sometimes? This stuff they say to me. I'm just like, mm, I just, you can't even say nothing. <clears throat> Love, talk about suffering long, we get, it's hard to suffer in traffic. <laughs> like Americans have, I think there's like a stronghold on that, though, because it can, just the way it feels, definitely more than just, and the reason I say that is <clears throat> I do feel things a lot, in in areas and people I'm talking to and it, I mean I've always had that it's a lot stronger since uh, I had the gift of discernment kind of come on me but <coughs> I went to other to uh, Santa Domingo <coughs> I would work over there and it is the worst traffic you've ever seen the most craziest thing they kept telling me how crazy it was I'm like ah, it can't be that crazy it is crazy I mean you'll have three lanes with five rings of traffic going 75 mile an hour this close on the bumper and they swerve acting like they don't see it if they get you hit the brakes they cut out in front of you and they all drive like this and they're blowing the horn the whole time but you don't feel any of that feeling i mean they're all on the horns and it's just like the way it just it's not there i'm like and that's when i notice a lot of stuff is when it's gone even stuff i've been delivered of i used to feel this shame spirit when i wash feet and one day i washed somebody's feet and it wasn't there and I was like, I never realized I felt it until it was gone. That's a common thing in deliverance. And I noticed over there how I didn't, I'm like, wow, there's, I never felt, I mean, the one on the right would turn left in front of everybody, four lanes of traffic. <laughs> it was crazy. First time I was there, they, they warned me and I go, look out, look out. I kept saying, because <laughs> they drive this, you wouldn't think you, you'd think you're touching. That's how close they are. And you're going fast. And you're like, and they laugh. And then, uh, and I'll tell you how bad it was. I just got to say this. We had a race, and uh, they, five islands came over. And this guy from Puerto Rico, it's bad over there too, but he had a race car, and his car broke. And he said, they said, there's a parts store. And they said, just go down the, that main road down there. And that guy's like, I ain't driving out there. I mean, <laughs> he'll drive a race car. Gonna... And I, I was like, you could take an 80-year-old woman that drives out here and she would win NASCAR. I'm telling you, it's, it's nuts. But I never felt in, in any rage. And, and I got to say one time, this, uh, his bodyguard picks me up, and uh, he's an older guy, and uh, he's got a guy in, and they're Spanish, you know. They don't speak English. They want to pick me up. So he's got this guy in a military uniform in the back. <laughs> and uh, this isn't funny. <laughs> Sorry. So, there's this, like, Lexus SUV, and the guy had the president's truck with the bodyguards in the shop when I got there the first time. He's friends with the president. He's the only importer of wine into the Dominican Republic. It's worth, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. But he, uh, the guy, they're speaking Spanish. I, they can't under, I didn't try to talk to him. He can't understand me, and they pull out around this brand new Lexus SUV, and I'm like, you're going to hit it. I knew he's hitting this one. And down the whole side, I'm going, and they just hit the gas. They're looking back. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. But there's so many cars, there's no way a policeman could ever chase anybody through that. That's how bad it is. It's crazy. And the policemen, the weird thing is, they ride around with a light on, but they don't pull anybody over. But they, the light goes all the time. I think it probably makes people want a job there. <laughs> but they have traffic cops that stand on the corner, and they'll get you. 
And they got my friend. He just looked down at his phone, and man, they had him over and gave him a ticket. <laughs> Not allowed to look at the phone. <clears throat> so it's a lot different over there. <clears throat> Love envies not. That means we never look at another person's blessings and wonder why we're not blessed. <coughs> and that's part of the root of osteoporosis. You never compare <coughs> what someone else has to what you have. I just want to say real quick, I keep jumping off. I don't finish, I don't finish. Envy always has you looking at someone more. You never look at people. Think of all that we have and all the people we see that are poor and homeless, and we don't look at them and go, oh, I'm so blessed. The enemy always has you look at someone more. And I can promise you, you can go over to someone that's worth, you know, say $6 million or maybe $10 million, and they got a yacht, big house, they move in this new place, and they go, What's wrong, honey? The neighbor's got a helicopter on his yacht, you know. <laughs> and he feels terrible because he wants to, you know what I mean? It's the, and it's a, it's a spirit. It's, but uh, be aware of it. Count our blessings because envy will keep you from getting blessed too. And when, we, when we're thankful is when we receive blessings. Love vaunteth not itself. That's to brag on yourself or your possessions. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave itself unseemly, which is rudely. <clears throat> Love seeks not her own. You always want to have your way. <coughs> have it your way. <laughs> it's even in our commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I just popped in my head. The whole country's built on having it your way, commercials and advertisement. <clears throat> you deserve it. <laughs> or are we always thinking about ourselves? <clears throat> Love is not easily provoked. Do you snap at people? Love doesn't think evil. Are you always noticing what's wrong with others and that's one thing you got to be careful with discernment because <clears throat> you got to be able to see the heart of the person and uh, it's funny with when you do deliverance people always want you to deliverance on their kid or someone else or someone they know or someone in church or you know they don't come to you about themselves a lot <laughs> but they see everything with everybody else you know <laughs> and then they always want for their husband or wife, you know, they always want deliverance for the, can you pray for it, can you cast it? I'm like, no, you can't pray against someone's will. And it's like, but if you get delivered and you don't react to the person, then when they're not able to manipulate you anymore and they start getting mad, you can suggest them to call me for to pray with them and then I'll see if they want deliverance. Because <laughs> uh, they want their way. Love doesn't think evil. I just said that. <clears throat> love rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Love bears all things. <coughs> love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Love never fails. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Can you imagine if we all started doing this? If everybody in the church tomorrow, I don't mean our church, I mean all the churches, and people need, I mean, I still, I just discern. I mean, we have a lot of unforgiveness in this church. I'm just, I sit there worshiping sometimes and stuff the Lord shows me is, makes me want to cry. Um, if we all started walking alone tomorrow, it could change the world. I mean, imagine what they would, if you never reacted. Because I've had so many people that when I started learning the truth and walking real love that nobody could get along with, but then they really liked me because 
And then the other people, ah, you need to tell him, you know. I was like, well, you can tell him whatever you want. Well, he won't listen to me. I'm like, obviously. <laughs> because there's a reason he's listening to me, and I'm going with what God says. Well, he needs to quit this. I'm like, well, God may want to deliver something, uh, something to happen when he's five years old, ten years before he ever gets to what you're looking at. Let the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Verse 28, <clears throat> bless them that curse you and pray for them that despitefully use you. Now we hear that and I, and I see people do it and I used to do this too probably. <clears throat> I don't actually remember doing it, but I'm sure I did. It's like, oh, Lord bless them. <sighs> That's not even really, if you're blessing your kid, you're not over there. Bless them. You buy them a gift or you know what I mean? Imagine if everybody tomorrow went and mowed their neighbor's grass, the men, the ones that are, don't like them. The women baked a pie or a cake for the ones that they had. The, the whole church in the U.S. just started doing that. And not just for one day, started living that. I mean, I'm not saying it happened in one day, but I bet, I bet within a month there would be a drastic change. Can you imagine a year? I mean... That'd be huge. Chocolate. <laughs> you see what that means? She just let it out of the bag. That means I'm her enemy and she's going to bake me cake. <laughs> gotcha. And him that takes your coat for, I mean, your cloak, forbid not your coat. Give him that also. No, that's going too far. One thing I can't handle is a thief. You know, we all have our own little things there, too, because you don't understand spirits. Because there's a spirit that makes you want to steal. There's a spirit that makes you want to drink. There's a spirit that makes you want to gamble. There's a spirit behind about any kind of sin. And... That stealing thing or the lying thing, I had got around some guys. I keep, I'm never going to get done. <clears throat> I think I'm supposed to go with the flow. Tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. The, uh, <laughs> okay. See, he didn't like me either. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> All that rejection was, you know, I was trying to cast out, it was real. He didn't like me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Pastor phobia, I call it. Um, the, uh, now I forget where I was going to say. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't supposed to say it. Man, what was it? Oh, I was hanging around someone that was trying to help this guy. He was not saved. His brother got killed, and he was drinking, and I was trying to keep the guy from getting killed. <clears throat> and uh, we go to the restaurants, and he would, had this guy live with him. He had, a, he had a lot of money. He had this guy living there with him for like 23 years old. It was kind of his, just did everything he wanted to do. I call him a do-boy, but I mean, he was a good guy. He just would do anything he told him. So he'd go to the restaurant, and he'd tell him these stories to make up. Tell him he got chicken legs that were this big today, or just stupid stuff. And he's always making these stories up. And then... uh I, this is before I knew anything about deliverance, so it was really weird to me when it happened. And someone came by, and I'd raid my car. And now I'm the guy that didn't lie when I was before I knew the Lord at five years old. And I was always the guy. If you want the truth, ask. Used to go by Jimmy. Ask Jimmy. You know, even when I got into partying. Well, Jimmy always give you the truth. And uh, the guy asked what my car run, and just say like this is quarter mile times, I know you don't know this, like 720s and 710s is faster than 720s, and I said faster than it went, and I'm like, and then I felt this fear and shame, and I didn't know about demons, so I felt like I was like naked, like I just lied, oh my God, what do I do, and I just like, and I couldn't figure it out, because I didn't know it was that spirit being around them guys, but I didn't know what was happening, I didn't even know Spirits were around, besides epilepsy. That's the only one I knew. And uh, so I'm like, 
the whole day I'm upset because I really love the Lord and God was healing people and all that it's after I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then uh, it happened again. And I'm like, God, what is happening to me? I'm freaking out. I'm like, <laughs> I, like I said, I didn't lie before. I knew <laughs> the Lord. And it would come out and I'd feel, and I'm like, next time it happens, I'm just going to tell the truth and, you know what I mean, right then and straighten it out. And it, and it happened again. And I'm like, no, wait, wait, that's not true. I, I, and then it never happened again. And it wasn't until I started learning about deliverance, I was like, that's what that was. Because that was really, had me kind of freaked out. Like, what in the world's going on with me? So anyway, <clears throat> I know I'm messing the love message all up. <clears throat> Give to every man that, verse 30. Give to every man that asks of thee, and of him that takes away your goods, ask them not again. And as you would that men should do to you, do you also likewise. For if you love them which love you, what have you? Even the sinners do that. And if you do good to them that do good to you, what thank have you? For sinners also do the same. And if you lend to them <clears throat> of whom you hope to receive, what thank have you? It's the way it's written in King James. For sinners lend to those to receive as much again. But love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. That's pretty big. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be children of the highest. Sorry, I feel the Lord. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Mark twelve thirty three <clears throat> says to love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your soul and all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself is more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. So just imagine if you were on the 10th day of a 21-day fast, and you're breaking down saying, Lord, I need help here. I'm starving. The Lord said, I'd rather you just take a cake and give it to your neighbor that you yelled at yesterday. Or if you're man, you could go mow his grass. <laughs> God loves, God's love loves our enemies. See, that's how you know if you're in God's love. <clears throat> God's love does not take offense. <clears throat> We're not allowed to get offended against anyone. And we have our days where we're, I mean, as long as you know this and, you know, if you slip and you repent and, and you, you're walking here and, I mean, everybody can have stuff pile up and then, but it's when you just think it's okay and you're just walking in direct disobedience, willful sin. <clears throat> This can cause all kinds of sickness in your body. A whole lot of people <clears throat> can't get healed because they don't even know unforgiveness is such a block to healing, plus causes many sicknesses. <clears throat> like I said, 19 women in the one meeting were healed when they forgave. They need prayer. <clears throat> Kenneth Hagin, I've told this in other meetings, the, uh, there was a woman, she had all kinds of stuff wrong with her, and uh, I don't remember all the stuff, and she's on oxygen, and he's, she came there to get healed, and he said, I'm going to pray for the sick on Friday if you'll come to my teachings through the week. There's a, a lot more probability you'll be healed on Friday. And then, uh, so he taught on love, and love fulfilling the law, which, and, uh, even the Lord's Prayer, forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. If you do not, neither will your Father forgive you. And uh, she went home. When she got back to the motel, she called her brother. She hadn't talked to him in 25 years. They made up. She come to the meeting the next day. She goes, I made up with my brother last night. And I woke up, and I'm healed of everything. I tried to find something wrong because I really wanted you to pray for me. 
and I can't find a thing wrong. Everything's healed. So, 15-year-old kid in the hospital with brain cancer. Grandmother asks Thermos Scrivener to go pray. He go pray for my grandson, gets there, and the dad's there, says, where's your wife? Says, uh, she won't, she's not coming up here. Are y'all fighting? Yeah, I don't think we're going to work this one out. What if I told you that's why your son's dying? Are you out of your mind? I've been in church 30 years. I ain't never heard something so crazy in all my life. He says, well, you need to read Matthew 18, 23 through 35. <clears throat> yeah, let me make sure I'm not going to be quoting something. I'm going to be reading instead. The, uh, <clears throat> anyway, he, uh, that's where the king, the guy came in. He owed the king a thousand talents. That's it. I'm not going to read it. <clears throat> and a thousand talents is equal to $55 million. And he said, throw him in prison, his wife, his children. This is what we're turning over the devil. Everything he owns. And then he hit his knee and said, please give me a chance. I'll repay thee. Please have mercy. And he forgave him all his debt. That's what the Lord does when we get saved. Forgives everything. Then he found someone that owed him 100 pence, which is equal to $55. So he's forgiven $44 million. Now somebody owes him 55 bucks. The guy begs him. He says, throw him in prison. The king brings him back in. How could you, after I forgave you everything, that's us getting saved, not forgive this one, the little he owed you? Throw him in prison, verse 34, with the tormentors. Verse 35, Jesus talking. So shall my father do to everyone that does not forgive everybody. He says, call your wife. She won't come up here. Just call her. Uh, You need to come listen to what this guy's telling me. She comes up there. She's like, you're telling me because I won't forgive this idiot. My son's going to die. He says, that's exactly what I'm telling you. So if I forgive this idiot, God's going to heal my son. He goes, I guarantee it. (laughs) And he does that a lot. When he said, I guarantee it, it was like right between the eyes. She's like, all of a sudden, she just starts bawling. So then he starts bawling because she's bawling. Then they hug. And he just walked over, put his hand on the sheet and said, devil, <clears throat> they're walking in love. They fulfill the law. You got no more right. You got to come out in Jesus' name, demon of cancer. He walks out, says, he'll be fine. Next day, the kid walked out of the hospital. He couldn't find nothing in him. He's got like hundreds of those stories. And I got a few of my own. People are like, why don't you talk more about your testimony? I'll, I'll just be honest. I've been accused of pride a few times for giving my testimony, so I figured give other people's, and they can't accuse me of pride. So, but maybe I'm being fooled by the devil. Yes, you are. <clears throat> Okay. Story about the, the, um, you know, you know what the story I like the best. I don't know. I got so many stories. Which one do you like the best? The chaplain. Still the chaplain. The one that died. No. The chaplain. That's still the chaplain. Chaplain. Chaplain Dave. That's my what? favorite story. I'm not sure which one it is. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's when I said when he died. I yeah. love that story. Yeah. Oh, he was out of wall. And he should have heard the crash in there. <laughs> yeah. The uh, less than one percent chance. They called him the miracle man. Yeah. That was good. Won't go to, through that. That was a pretty long one. The uh boy, that's gonna look like pride saying I had anything <laughs> because that's not direct like <laughs> I laid hands <laughs> you can say all oh, coincidence whatever okay I got to tell the whole thing yes. then all right I watched this Kenneth Hagin video on authority and God just did like an impartation I got to tell all this to make the rest of it make sense so uh I'm like I'm telling everybody I think I might have sent it to you I sent it to Chaplain Dave I'm like man this thing is just like and I listen to it again it's like Man, I just felt like I was in a different place. And then uh, I do a lot of deliverance, <clears throat> casting out a lot of demons. I think I'd cast death out the first night out of somebody. And I come home. I got a Jack Russell <clears throat> that is the most hyper dog you've ever seen in your life. You can't never hold it. or It's just like, and uh, so you never, like if it's asleep, you just touch it, move your hand real quick. Because he snaps around, claps his 
tries to get your hand, you know, he just, and uh, not that he bites when he's awake, it's just, that's just the way he is. So I never felt him, like, in my arms or anything. And uh, <clears throat> so I go in my room, I hear, and uh, I run outside, because, you know, not bark unless somebody's out there, and I'm the one outside, and I walk back in, his head's hanging over the end of the bed. Now, at this time, my dad was alive. My dad's asleep in the living room. we got a hospital bed. In my mom's room, like, she's about where Luann is from here, from where I'm at. And uh, I picked the dog up, and he's like, I'd start rebuking death and <clears throat> command it to leave. And, and Kenneth Hagin gave a bunch of stories about he'd go to the hospital, the doctor's like, he won't come out of it. And he would say, no, he's got eight more years. Doctor say, no, you, no, you didn't understand me. There's no way he's gonna come out of this. No, you didn't. No, you didn't understand. He's got eight more years. He'd walk off, and because we have the authority on the earth. <clears throat> and then uh, this one guy, that, and they'd come back. And this one guy came back, and he was giving the testimony in a church that he was in heaven, and he said, "You've got to go back." He said, "I was talking to the Lord," and the Lord said. This, it looked like a movie screen opens up, and you see Kenneth Hagin go, he's got 10 more years. And the Lord looks back at him and said, it's out of my hands. And he said, then he woke up. And uh, so that goes part of the story, too. So I'm rebuking the death spirit out of my dog. And, I, and at one point, I actually, because it's going a while, and the dog will not come back. And I'm like, I started to cry for a second. Lord, don't let my dog <laughs> Just being honest. And man, the Holy Spirit came over me like, no. Cause, and I know those prayers never get anything done. I mean, I've been in this too long, 30 years. Longer than 30, 34 years. But I started to do it myself. You know, I'm like, Lord, up. And they just come over me like, no, you get out. I start screaming, you get out of him now, Spirit. And he wakes up. And then uh, another time I'm out doing deliverance, I walk in, I and I walk out and put my hand on I, and your faith gets better as you go you know because <laughs> I know what's going to happen so didn't take him long that time then have one more time like a few weeks later or something same thing praying for somebody come in and you j just the spirits attack your, you your family whatever <clears throat> and I he didn't even get out he's like Rrr! and I was like he's right back but I had God was doing that for my faith so then <clears throat> Dave Thompson starts having a heart attack in the mall. And Dave is really led by the Spirit. He's really, as far as nothing riling him, I've never, he's probably the best I've seen. He had a guy he would witness over in the rough part of town. A guy jumps out of the car hitting him with a club. And he's talking to the Lord. Lord, the Lord said, don't move. He's like, He's going to kill me, you know. He's talking to the Lord, and the Lord's like, now say this and walk away, but do not run. He's, and the guy, like, paused, and he said whatever it was, and he turned and walked off. I'm like, man, talking to the Lord while somebody beating you at a club is pretty spirit-led. That's why I say that about him. Well, <clears throat> he's in the mall, and his arm goes, massive chest pain. He had just done the repentance for the Freemasons, and he just gets this heart attack. And then uh, he says, Lord, what do I do? He says, drive to the emergency care. He goes, Lord, am I going to make it? He said, pray in the spirit. So he prayed in the spirit the whole way there. And his wife calls, says, <clears throat> will you go, uh, go to the, w meet my husband at the emergency care. He's <clears throat> and uh, he's having chest pain. And I just didn't think it was, I didn't have any idea it was that arm numb and all that stuff. And, uh, so I got there, and I just prayed and uh, rebuked death. And we go, we sit there, and I'm like, we're talking. And then the lady's like, okay. He walks back, and I hear, and I've heard it's like a bunch of crashing, like a million places. And I'm thinking, man, was that him? He didn't just die back there, did he? You know, I'm thinking, was that him falling over? And I'm like, huh. So I'm sitting there, sitting there a little wall. The nurse comes, I mean, the receptionist comes, sits down. So I get up, walk, and her eyes get like this big. She runs out. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so I go back and sit down, and then 
Dave's wife shows up, and she's got this prophetess from Bahamas with her. And the lady, she knows, I'm sure he's fine. I'm, like, calming her down. Okay. And then I hear an ambulance. I'm like, if that thing's coming here, he's dead <laughs> back there. You know what I mean? And uh, sure enough, goes, does a U-turn. She gets up and runs in the back. She comes out. Dave's dead, and she starts, and they'd been paddling him, but he wouldn't come back the whole time. He just, and uh, she starts to fall down. They drag her back in, the back. The woman, the prophetess, and I get up, but I still have, was, I felt like I was in a different, I know we're not in a different place, but God, I think, had me prepared with what all was going on with the teaching and the dog and all that, because I was just like, you <laughs> I get up, the lady's like, I know you didn't send me here for this. I scream to the lady, don't you dare <laughs> start that. <laughs> I say, you start battling right now, or I forget the exact words. And then I walked out, and I'm just, I was like, he's got 15 more years. He's spared to death. Get off him. You know? And then uh, he woke up. And then uh, the funny part about the story is, because I'm fighting security so bad. <laughs> but I was really, I was screaming. I was swinging my arms outside. You get out of that. <laughs> and I'm just, and I ward, and I followed the hospital. I ward out there in the hospital parking lot. And then uh, Ken Mascara, the sheriff, he's like, yeah, we watched the video. We seen your friend in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but then they wrote a... They did write a whole card thing called on the Miracle Man, and everybody in the hospital was like, "This, you shouldn't be alive. There's less than one percent chance that there's just shouldn't be." Here. So, anyway. That's my favorite. Jay Mine is racing in the. Ra my favorite Jane okay. story. <laughs> my favorite is racing in the tropical storm. <laughs> that was a neat one. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, I don't know where I was. Romans 13, 8. Oh, no man anything but to love one another. <clears throat> for he that loves one another has fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. Love worketh no ill towards his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. <clears throat> Just for a note, anyone wondering, when someone's under accountability, when kids got cancer and stuff, it's not, they're not a, it's generational. Parents, grandparents, or something. It's like, they're not a, being judged for sin. It's not sickness has to be passed down. They're not anything they did. That's why he knew his appearance. I can give a hundred testimonies on that. <clears throat> I had a cough for five years. Like they said it was Freemasons when I went to the deliverance thing and I didn't think we had that and then I found out my great grandfather they changed his tombstone. My aunt called. I pray for God to show me. A month later, they call, my aunt called, said they changed his tombstone, put a tombstone with a big Freemasonry sign on it, on another family we don't know. And uh, I went through that long repentance list. And, man, the prayer at the end felt like a golf ball came out. And I didn't realize how bad my throat was. Another one, you get delivered, then you find out how bad it really was. Because <clears throat> I would cough the whole time I was talking. I'd be like, <coughs> People would say, man, do you have pneumonia? Because I just keep coughing because it tickled, but it, it was like it blew it up with a balloon, and, but it wouldn't scratch. It didn't feel. It happened slowly over time, but it, when it came out, went to normal, there was a big difference. <clears throat> and it came out instantly when I prayed. My throat was totally different. And I shared last week about being delivered of the speech impediment. It was the first thing. So my life was changing a lot there in the first year of deliverance. But anyway, I'm just not doing my teaching. <laughs> the curse of the law is where all sickness and disease is. Yes, Jesus died <clears throat> for the curse 
Uh, he also died for everyone's salvation. He's already done his part. We can take authority now. Everybody's not saved, but they can be when we line up. It's just like healing when we line up. The curse when we line up. <clears throat> Galatians 5.16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. That means if you're not led of the spirit, you're under the law. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> the next verse explains walking in the flesh. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry. Idolatry is just not a word we use because <coughs> most America is in idolatry. Witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, a lot of wrath in the world, strife, in most families now, seditions, heresies, envyings, common, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I told you before, as I have told you in times past, they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It's so clear it takes help to misunderstand it. Got to be trying to justify something you're doing. <clears throat> but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Wouldn't you rather live here? Long-suffering. Oh, maybe not that one. Gentleness. That's real love, long-suffering. <clears throat> Goodness. Faith. Meekness. Temperance. Jesus was very meek. Moses was the meekest guy in the land, but he was... Not a fearful, insecure guy. Meekness is not having to not having to assert your own opinion every time. Even if you know you're right. You know, I used to argue scriptures all the time for deliverance. And the Lord, you know, someone has said I had a critical spirit once and I was like, Lord, show me. He said, anything I'm doing to prove a point or if I'm not doing that I love that I'm in a critical spirit I'm just having to point out how they're wrong <clears throat> so I don't that's why you don't see me argue <clears throat> meekness temperance against such there is no law and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit I see a lot of people exercising kingdom rights and authority but they're doing it out of their old nature. You can easily pray finances out of a covetous spirit. And so on. Is it love, you know? Jesus said in Matthew 5:44, "But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them which hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you." John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. This is my commandment, Jesus speaking, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friends. These things I command you, that you love one another. Verse 44. <clears throat> this is Matthew 5, 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and do good to them which hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Luke 6.32 For if you love them which hate, love you, what thank have you? For sinners also love them that love, <clears throat> love those that love them. But love your enemies, and do good to them, hope, and lend to them, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward shall be great. If we really believe the reward, it'd be easier to do these things. I wonder if we don't really believe we're going to have that reward. <clears throat> or maybe we think we'll do it later in life when we're closer to death. Well, and you shall be children of the highest, for he is, he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. John fourteen fifteen. almost done. If you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 21, 
He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. That puts a lot of people out. <clears throat> and he that loves me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. That's a pretty good payoff. If a man loves me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Oh, that's why we're not feeling the Spirit, huh? <clears throat> John fifteen seven. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be given unto you, or done unto you. So how do we abide with him? <clears throat> we abide in him by living by his word and walking in love. It says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. the key.